As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 92 of the Love Life Connection podcast. So welcome to everyone listening. You've been listening for a while. I am so appreciative of you and I'm so glad you are coming back for more. And if we haven't connected on Instagram, please do so. I'm at Veronica E. Grant and I would love to meet you there. And if you're new to the podcast or new to me, then again, I would love to meet you over on Instagram. But I also want to encourage you to check out some of the archives. So all you have to do is just scroll down on your podcast player on your phone and check out any of the episodes. If the titles resonate with you, take a listen and then let me know what you think about them or if you have any questions over on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. And to get some of the older episodes, you can go to your browser and go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast and scroll there. Or you can do kind of like a grab bag and go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode and then just put in whatever number you want. So you can go all the way back to the beginning. If you're in the episodes one through nine, make sure you put zero one, zero two, so forth. Otherwise, it's just like episode 11, episode 12. Um, and you might have some fun um, seeing the early days of this podcast. All right. So you know that saying that goes something like you make a plan and then God laughs. Well, that's pretty much has been my life for the past few weeks. I am a planner. I like to schedule out my days and my weeks and my months, and I really allow myself no room for error. Well, many of you might have seen on Instagram that I broke my elbow a few weeks ago, and when I fell, I chipped off two bone fragments. And one of the bone fragments had cartilage attached to it, and so I had surgery about a week after I fell, to screw on the bone fragments. Um, There are two of them. One was bigger, one was smaller. The bigger one got it reattached, no problem. Um, But the smaller one, the one that had the cartilage, was too small to actually screw on. So they had to remove that piece, including the cartilage that was attached to it, which means, yes, I lost a bit of that cartilage. So I am learning all about joints and joint anatomy and all those things. And I already kind of knew some of this stuff because of um, being a yoga teacher. 
Um, but while I'm still recovering from the initial break and the surgery, things are still up in the air because I don't have cartilage and the body can't regenerate cartilage. And, you know, we've heard of hips and knees getting replaced because cartilage wears over time and our joints may not be made to last as long as, you know, humans are living um, this time. And you don't really hear about elbow cartilage um, or elbow replacements too much, but a partial replacement might be in my future, just depending on really what happens. Uh, nobody really knows, but what I do know is that my injury and the rehab and really just the long-term prognosis of either really having to be mindful about my elbow and what that looks like. And I'll talk about that in, um, in a little bit. Um, you know, it's all thrown off my plans. And like I said, at the top of the show, I'm a planner. I like to achieve a lot of things. I'm a very goal-oriented person. I like to not just stay busy for the sake of being busy, but I really enjoy it. I love working with my clients. I love recording these podcast episodes. I love writing weekly emails to you every week and all of those, all of those things. And I, I had some pretty big plans and big goals to in 2017 with. And um, one of those big goals was to record some yoga videos because I'm creating a brand new, um, many of you guys um, might have heard that I retired the Dating Mindset Bootcamp. I'm running the last um, group of those women right now. And instead, I'm creating a new program around yoga and um, using yoga to have healthy, happy relationships. So that includes me creating some yoga videos, um, but that's obviously going to be a little bit more complicated because I'm not really sure when I can be on my arm again. So I'll most likely have to hire someone to do the poses that I'm teaching. Again, not a huge deal, but just an unexpected change in plans. And I hate changing plans. And I've taken a lot of the goals that I wanted to reach this quarter off the table for now, because I really just need to focus on healing. Um, I need to focus on allowing my body just to do what it needs to do so I can get as much um, normalcy, I guess you could say, although what is even normalcy back once the um, initial break and uh, surgery heals. So my elbow is really forcing me to be flexible and to slow down and to focus on my body more. And I have to say, like, I mean, yes, this objectively sucks about my elbow. There's no way around that. But I'm actually so appreciative of it as well, because I truly believe this is a big part of the reason why the universe is sending me on on this path. And I don't think, even though this is the path I've been wanting to take, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in next week's episode, I've just been too busy with other things and my time and my energy and attention have gone elsewhere. And now I'm, I'm almost being forced in a way to, to focus on other things. And it's been, it's been really great. I've had a lot more relaxing time. I was at first, I was really upset that I broke my elbow during my favorite time of year, which is fall, the last quarter of the year. I love October, November, December. December is my birth month. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to enjoy it because I have a broken elbow. But I've actually probably have slowed down so much this season that I've been able to enjoy fall way more than I have in the past few years. So anyways, I tell you all of this. I know I rambled a little bit, but I tell you this because a lot of times that my clients or women, you know, that reach out to me, you know, I hear all the time, you know, 
oh, I'm on this life plan. Like I was supposed to have a kid by then, or I was supposed to get married by then, or I was supposed to be in a serious relationship by a certain age. And maybe you're either bumping up against that age and you're not where you thought you were, or you're way past that age and you're like, what the hell happened? I'm nowhere close to where I wanted to be. And I'm 30 or 40 something and basically WTF. And so if you're not on this, you know, arbitrary timeline that you've set for yourself, I know how easy it is to get anxious or just put up with crap and maybe, you know, settle for crappy behavior from men thinking, well, he's really great sometimes, but then sometimes like it's not so great. And or maybe you really just need to have certainty in in dating. You really want to know, like on the first date, do you want to get married? Am I potentially that person? And so you really just um, almost become kind of become a control freak. So all of this, right, like the settling and the anxious, um, the anxiousness and the the feeling of wanting to control everything, all of this leads you to getting further and further from your truth and your inner wise woman. That's what I like to call your intuition, which makes it so much harder to make tough decisions or really to make any decisions at all, whether they're easy or hard decisions to make. So that's why today's episode is so important. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through three different exercises that you can do to help you become a better decision maker, trust your decisions, and make a decision if you're in a dilemma now. So I've also recorded a separate meditation focused specifically on helping you make tough decisions. And at the end of the episode, I'll share with you how you can get your hands on that. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so let's get started with the first exercise, the first thing that I want you to do to start to start to strengthen your intuition. And that is a decision chart. This is actually something that I give my clients. So this is awesome material for you to start using. I find one of the biggest reasons women have trouble making decisions is simply that they don't trust their gut. So they might actually be able to hear that inner wise woman, your intuition saying, don't do that, don't do that, don't stay in this relationship or whatever it is. Um, but they're either not sure of, you know, what they think versus what someone else think, someone else thinks versus maybe what they should think versus like what society thinks, right? Like, so there's lots of different people's opinions going on in in your mind. Um, or you might know exactly what your intuition is saying, but you don't trust yourself enough to actually go with it. So here's the thing. We all have this intuition. So I just want to set that straight just from the beginning. So even if you feel like yours is broken, or it's not there or whatever, it is, it's not broken. It's just probably covered by a lot of muck of other people's opinions or ideas, or shoulds or expectations. Um, and all that stuff, which leads to self-doubt. So let's be let's be clear. Here's an example of your intuition that I think probably most of you can probably relate to. Um, let's say you're walking home and it's late at night or something and there is a dark alley and you get like a really uncomfortable feeling in your stomach or your throat, like kind of just like a knot or it's like someone's grabbing your stomach or your throat. That's your intuition telling you, hey, something's not right here. Um, turn around, go home, call a cab, um, call a friend, whatever it is. That's This isn't safe, right? So that's your intuition. So if you've ever had a feeling like that, then you have your intuition, right? It's working. It's just when it comes to maybe more subtle things, maybe things that are less obvious, or maybe things where there's more emotion involved, um, it gets a little bit more tricky. And so I want to walk you through how to build that intuition muscle. 
So the best way I think to build your intuition muscle, and I like to think of it as a muscle, right? Like you can't just go to the gym and pump a bunch of iron and then expect to like be totally ripped, right? Like you have to do that all the time. You know, you have to have a regimen, you probably have to also eat right and blah, 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 right? So this is, this is something that you're going to adopt into your lifestyle and not, and maybe even do it a few times. Um, It's not just something you're going to do it and then boom, you have your intuition, it's working, right? So the best way to begin to to begin building your intuition is to build your confidence that you actually can build or trust your intuition. And the best way to build your confidence is to look for evidence, right? So this is what I mean by evidence. Evidence means going out into the world um, and getting a bad feeling from a, let's say a relationship from a relationship that you're in or a date that you're on and then calling it quits, like saying no or ending the relationship or the date or not going on a second date. And then later you hear this awful story about the guy. And then, and now, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. Like my intuition was right there. Cool. I can trust my intuition. That's evidence, right? So the evidence is creating um, for you. I mean, that experience created evidence for you that you can trust your intuition. So here's the thing. And this is the kicker. You're never going to increase your confidence by not taking action. By You're not going to increase your confidence by thinking about it or criticizing yourself for not being able to trust yourself because you're not creating experiences in which you can create evidence, right? So when you are not really sure what to do, and you kind of like are in that analysis paralysis stage, that's a stage where you can feel really, really stuck because you're not building confidence. You can't think your way through this. You can't think your way to trust yourself. You can't think your way to strengthening your intuition. At some point, you just got to go out and do it and build that evidence. So like, okay, cool. I can trust my intuition because I was right there. Oh, I was right another time. Oh, I was right another time. And then you can begin to trust yourself more and make those tough calls and relationships, career, friendships, health, all sorts of ways. Now, let's say you are in that analysis paralysis stage, though, and you're just like, I like literally you feel paralyzed, you can't um, get in or out of this relationship, or you can't even start to date because you don't trust yourself or whatever the situation is, right? So let's say you're at that point where you can't even be in a place to build that evidence. Well, the good news is that you do actually have some evidence under your belt that I'm positive you can use to build that confidence so that you can trust yourself in making decisions. And that is what I said is um, a decision chart. So in a decision chart, you're going to write down all of the decisions that you've made in your life, right? So just grab a piece of paper. Um, You can do this. Um, you know, pause it if you're at home, if you are listening on the go, then just take a note of the steps. And then you can do this in your journal. This is a great journaling exercise. So in your decision chart, write down all the decisions that you've made in your life. It doesn't have to be all, but it definitely needs to be some of the major ones. Anything that comes to mind, um, I think it's coming up for a reason. So just write all of those decisions down. And it doesn't have to just be relationship related. It can be career related, um, you know, maybe you made a big move or relationship relationships or um, friendships or anything at all. Okay. All right. So anyways, next to each decision, I want you to create two columns. And in the first column, you're going to write down what was the decision that you made, right? Like what was what was the decision? And then the next column is what was the result? All right. And so this does two things. 
Okay, because sometimes you're going to see that there is a point in your life where you had to make a decision, you made a decision, and maybe it was the right decision. And maybe it was the wrong decision. But either way, what you do is you go back through and you look to see where did you what decisions were with your gut and what decisions were not with your gut. Because even if you didn't go with your gut, you can still create evidence to build confidence to trust yourself. Because let's say you had a deci- you made a decision, or there's a decision you had to make, you made a decision, the result was not good. It was not like ideal. It was a bad relationship, bad situation. But maybe as you go back through this chart, you know, in your heart of hearts, that your gut was telling you to not get into the, back into this relationship right? Well, again, even though you didn't make the quote unquote right decision, and it was a quote unquote bad result. um, This is still evidence because it's showing you that your gut was right. Your gut was telling you to not go in the relationship. You didn't listen to it. So you can forgive yourself for it. But your gut was still right. And that's what we're doing here, right? And then let's say there is the flip side, there is a decision and you made the right, you went, you went with the right decision. Um, The result was good. And that was also the decision that happened to align with what your gut was saying. Well, again, I mean, that's easy, right? That's more self um, straightforward. But that is obviously also going with your gut. And that is going to build even more evidence to create confidence to or in order to trust yourself. So boom, this is one of the easiest and best ways to build your confidence to make decisions. And then once you can start to see some of your past and how your gut really is able to, you know, guide you in the right direction, then it's much easier to get out of your analysis paralysis that you might be in now to, you know, go on a date or do this thing or do that thing that you're nervous about, um, because you actually do have the evidence to support you that you can trust yourself. All right, so First thing, like I said, is make a decision chart. And now let's get to number two, get to know what yes and no feels like in your body. So the second exercise is something that I've actually talked about a long time ago on the podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. It was episode, um, oh shoot, I think it was episode, it was either episode two or three. I'll put it in the show notes so you can um, link if you want to link to it and listen to that if you'd, if you'd like. But this is getting to know what yes and no feels like in your body. So at, when I first started talking about the first thing to do with the decision chart, I talked about how you might have a lot of other people's opinions or voices um, or expectations in your head. Well, here's the thing. Thinking has words, right? Like you can think to yourself, you can like almost have a conversation or you probably do have a conversation with yourself and it all includes words, right? Like you could potentially write that down and it could be you know, a piece of writing, right? Your intuition, however, does not have words. It does not exist in the part of your brain that has a language center. You pretty much only get two things from your intuition. It's yes, and it's no. And that's pretty much it. And so when you're not sure if something is your opinion or what you think versus what someone else thinks, an easy way to kind of check this is, okay, are there words included in this? Because if there's words included in this, it's thinking. And therefore, it could be your thoughts, but it could also be someone else's thoughts. However, your intuition is not going to like have a lot to say. It's just going to be a yes or no. It is a woman of few words, so to speak. 
All right. So I can't tell you what yes and no feels like in your body, but I can tell you how it feels like in my body and what others have told me. And then you kind of can explore it for yourself. So for me, a yes in my body feels very light. It feels very exciting. It feels like a weight's been taken off my shoulders. And depending on what it is, if it's like a really big thing, I might even feel like this kind of like light fluttery feeling throughout my body. Um, And again, depending on what it is, it could be just like a little whisper. And sometimes it can feel like a big, loud, resounding hell yes. Um, On the other hand, a no in my body feels like um, it's a couple things. Sometimes I might get the pit in my stomach. Um, More often than not, I feel it in my chest. I tend to feel anxiety. And usually to me, anxiety means no. Um, I feel it in my chest or even in my upper back, like at the back of my rib cage, like kind of between my shoulder blades. Um, So those are the two places where I feel no the most. Now you might feel no in your throat, you might feel you almost might get a headache, you might feel no in your um, stomach, some people start to have digestive issues. um, And so you might feel something even like in your lower belly, or even like in your low back where your large intestines are. Um, Again, it's totally different for every person. I can't tell you what it's going to feel like. However, as I'm walking you through this or talking you through this, you might already have some ideas of what yes and no might feel like in your body. And just know that this will take practice to get to know. But it's one of the best things that you can do. And and just to do a regular body check in, even starting small, like, oh, what am I eat for breakfast today? Or what am I going to wear? Or am I going to walk to work? Or am I going to drive to work or bike to work or whatever it is, and just do a quick body check in and check in with yourself to see how you're feeling um, with your body. And then you'll be able to get better and better in tune with how you um, how yes and no feels in your body. Now, step three, not these aren't really steps, you're just three different things you can do. So the first one, again, was the self trust chart. Number two was um, discover what yes and no feels like in your body. And then number three is to write out your options. So I want you to write out your options, literally, like write them on two separate sheets of paper. And then on option A, you know, what are the what ifs? What are the fears? Um, If you project yourself 20 years into the future, like how does each option feel? What is your inner wise woman 20 years from now saying? Like write all of that on that piece of paper. And then do the same thing for the second piece of paper, the what ifs, the fears. If you project yourself 20 years into the future from now, how does each option feel? What is your future inner wise woman telling you? Write all of that down on a separate sheet of paper. And then what I want you to do is to stand in front of each option and then see how it feels. So this is where the feeling what yes or no is going to feel like in your body is going to um, going to come in, because you're going to literally stand either in front of the piece of paper or literally on the piece of paper and like really get in the situation, like, like allow yourself to be in like the option of yes, right? Like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What's going on? Who's in your world? What's your now reality? And what does it feel like? What are you feeling like in your body? And then you're going to do the same thing, step onto the second sheet of paper and really drop into that scenario as if it were already true, right? Like what is going on? Who's there? Where are you? What's your situation? Where are you living? What are you doing? Who are you in a relationship or not in a relationship with? Like what's going on? And then check in to see how you feel. Right? 
All right. So these are your three things I think you can do to start to build your intuition muscle and to start making decisions and to um, feel more confident in the decisions that you're making. And so I want to wrap up with a few reminders, including how you can get your hands on my meditation that I created for you on making tough decisions. So the first thing is to, at some point, you've just got to make a choice and go with it. And here's the thing, you can always change your mind. I think a lot of times we think of these decisions that we have to make as do or die. And, you know, and literally, unless you are a neurosurgeon and you have someone's brain literally at your fingertips, most of the decisions that you're going to make aren't life or death. And so we've got to take some of the pressure off of that and know that you're just going to make a choice. And then if you want to change your mind, you can. So think about this. The word decide has the root C-I-D-E-N-N which is the same root as suicide, homicide, you know, all of that grouping of words, right? So the word decide can just be very abrasive because you're just literally killing off another, you know, the choice or another choice or an option. And that doesn't have to be the reality for most of the decisions that we have to make. You're allowed to make a choice today and then choose to change your mind. That's okay. And here's the second thing that I want to remind you. And or it's really just a question I want to ask you. And that is, do you actually need to make the choice or the decision right now? I find a lot of women feel like they have to decide about the guy that they're dating because the biological clock is ticking. But really, most of that is in your head. And do you actually need to make that decision right now? Because it's okay not to know. Maybe you don't have all the information that you need. Maybe you don't really know him well enough. Maybe things are going well, but you know, are you guys going to get married? Or is there a long term future? Maybe you got neither one of you in a point where you can definitively say yes or no. And so it's actually a choice to choose to be an indecision and to say, I'm not really sure where this relationship's going, or I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. But where I am right now, like I'm okay. And trust that when you know, you'll know. All right, so I promised you that I have a meditation for you to help you make decisions more confidently. And this is something you can do every morning. You can use it as you need. You can use it periodically to to build that intuition muscle. So to get your hands on that, it'll be on the show notes, or you can also head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash 92 download. So that's the number 92 download. So veronicagrant.com forward slash 92 download. And there you can download my free meditation I have for you to help you make better decisions. All right. I hope this episode was helpful for you. And if you think this episode would be helpful for someone else, you know, I would be so grateful if you took a moment to share it. In fact, if you're listening to this on iTunes in your phone, all you have to do is to click that button with the three little dots at the bottom right corner of your screen, and it'll open a menu, which will give you some options to share this episode with a friend. You can even text them this episode specifically if you know someone who has trouble making decisions, doesn't feel confident in their decisions, and it'll help them. I'm so grateful for it, and I know that your friend will be so grateful for it as well. All right, my dearies, thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to hear what you think about this episode. Come on over to Instagram and let me know. I'm Veronica E. Grant. And next week, I've got a special guest on the show. And I'm so excited to talk a little bit about personal finance and empowerment. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now.